The Meeting Charleston podcast is sponsored by Princeton Mortgage, home of the Princeton Promise. If you think your mortgage process was anything less than effortless, just tell them why and receive a $1,000 credit at closing. My husband Mark and I moved to Charleston in 2018 with our three daughters. We both grew up in New Jersey and were ready for a new adventure. We had visited Charleston a few years back and immediately fell in love. So when it came time to pick a new home, low country living seemed like a no-brainer. So far, it has definitely exceeded our expectations. We love meeting our new neighbors and hearing their stories, so we started this podcast because we think that you might want to hear these stories too. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our feed on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, and please give us a five-star rating. Your support will make it easier for us to get an audience with the people you would most like to hear from. If you have suggestions for us on guests or things that we can do to improve the podcast, please message us on Facebook or Instagram. Your feedback is sincerely appreciated. Now on to our guest. From food stamps and struggling just to get the night shift at the city market in downtown Charleston, all the way to their new flagship store south of Broad, we are pleased and honored to welcome April Motley, owner and founder of Old Whaling Company. Her story is gritty and inspiring, and we're so excited to have her here. I'm Nicole Gordon, host of Meeting Charleston, and I'm here with co-host Mark Gordon and April Motley. So I was actually, I was born in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, My parents were... Uh, working class folks. My dad was a truck driver and my mom um, had a business um, babysitting kids out of the house and later she um, she worked as a server and my parents worked really hard and our life was like pretty good but my best friend's parents, they were both business owners and their life was amazing. <laughs> wow. And I just wanted, you know, I was like, I want to do this. You know, I could either like get up and like be like my dad and go like over the road and you know do all do all that or I can um you know I can do real estate I can because that's that's what my best friend's parents did so that kind of how old were you when you started thinking about it this way oh I was probably like eight nine wow yeah I mean and I I didn't have like I I don't I don't think it was really that deep at the time, but I just, I just knew that their life was very, very different than ours, you know, and, um, and they were, they were good people, and they gave back to the community, and they, you know, they were just, they were just always doing cool things, and like, I just wanted to be like that, (laughs) (laughs) so um, when I was uh, about 12, my dad took a transfer to Cleveland, Ohio, he worked for Yellow Freight, and um, he took a transfer up there, and that was pretty life-changing. I definitely consider Cleveland home. Um, it was, we moved to a great community, and um, that's kind of like where I really feel like my life began, was was there. Um, my parents ended up splitting. My mom, you know, worked like night and day to, to really just get us by, and um, I got my first job when I was like 14, 15, and I just really... What were you doing? Uh, I worked for the restaurant that my mom worked at. Okay. And then I also worked for a ski resort, Boston Mills Burning Wine Ski Resort. So, okay. Yeah, it was um, it was a good job. I wasn't really allowed to do much until I turned 15 because, like, you can't do a lot in the kitchen, <laughs> so I could only be a cashier. So I was a cashier, and then I snowboarded after that. Okay. <laughs> it was That's a, awesome. It was a good job. But <laughs> um, I didn't really have, like, college aspirations. I mean. I didn't know really like what I wanted to do with my life. Um, 
um, moving in with my my boyfriend right after high school, and we both had jobs, and you know we were just kind of doing the the day to day grind, and I I forget like along the way where I kind of fell back into real estate and working for myself, and um, then we ended up splitting. And then you're I still just, in Ohio now. Yep, okay. still in Ohio. So wait, so yeah. at some point you you did decide to go into real estate and become like you literally followed the footsteps. Yeah, from yeah, no, like I, I literally did, and actually, and he. So we, I skipped a lot. We ended up, you know, getting married. We have a daughter together. He still does real estate. Um, he was a mechanic, and then he started, you know, to have an interest in real estate also. So and that's that's still what he does to this day. But um, I ended up. Um, I ended up going to like a, a, what do they call it, like a diploma nursing program. Okay. I became an LPN, and that was like the worst job ever. <laughs> it was so bad. Why? It was just like, it was just working in nursing homes and like med passing, and it was just like, I mean, you got a real dose of life there yeah know? i always say thank god there's some people who are meant for that work because it I'm is not, not me yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I get no, it. it wasn't me i mean i could sit there all day long and just chat you know but it was just just healthcare. that's like a whole different podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's awful so um then i so my um we ended up splitting and then you know i i got remarried we ended up moving to uh to martha's vineyard um and it sounds what brought great. you there um, my, um, my kid's dad got a job as a deputy sheriff out there. So, uh-huh. um, it was, uh, it's, it's weird to live on an island. Yeah. It's really weird. I can't even. I mean, it's like, it's not like John's Island where you can just go drive off of it. It's like, you're there, you're stuck there. Yeah. And it was, it was really weird. It, um, it took its toll and. You we, can only get there by ferry, right? Yeah. You can only, yeah. or plane. But, yeah. <laughs> So, you didn't hop on your private plane. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did not. Um, so, and then I just, you know, I just, I just couldn't do it, really. Yeah. So. How um, long were you there for? I was there for, like, probably a year and a half. Okay. That's enough time to definitely get a sense of it and give it a shot. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, he, you know, he loved it there. He's still there. Um, but, yeah, it just definitely wasn't for me. So, um, I ended up, I ended up packing up the kids and we moved just moved to Charleston. I wanted to just start over like somewhere new, somewhere where I didn't know anybody. Had somewhere. you ever been here before? You I had I had okay. been here for like a day. That's almost our story. Too, so. <laughs> like, we had like four days here and we're like, this, this is what we're doing. So. Yep. Yeah. It was, yeah, we were um, uh, just, it was like a road trip and we were just kind of passing through. I remember doing a carriage ride. I remember it being really cool here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, I really have nothing to lose at this point. So... Um, yeah, and it worked out. <laughs> that, yes, it did. <laughs> uh, but, but when I got here, you know, it was really hard. Um, I didn't go back to the nursing thing. Um, so you I, get here, it's you and the kids. Yeah, yeah. You have no family, no friends, no, you don't no, know anybody. Yeah. Nothing. And, okay. I, and I actually ended up moving to Beaufort first. Okay. So I lived in Beaufort. Which I hear is beautiful, very different, but. It, it is. It was, I really, I did not have enough money to move to Charleston. Like, it, the cost of living, even 10, well, not 10 seven or eight years ago too much it was too much so I was trying to decide between Savannah and Charleston and Beaufort was kind of smack in the middle <laughs> so I went for Beaufort but then I ended up moving here anyway um, about five months later so um, then 
I'm trying to think. Gosh, it's like, what the heck happened next? What did you do for work when you first got here? Um, I I didn't work for for a, a while, and that's really what like took took its toll. I mean, it was it was it was not good. <laughs> uh, and then when I moved to Charleston, I took a page out of my mom's book, and I just put an ad on Craigslist, and it was like babysitting kids. Like I was doing like anything that I could to get by. Um, and then I I met um, my boyfriend, who's still my significant other to this day, and. You know, I, I kind of shared with him about like what I wanted to do and the business that I wanted to build, and he was really supportive. And you know, we still we still run it, you know, together to this day. Okay. So, so what year you get here? In what year? Uh, two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And your kids are how old at the time? Um, at the time they were, uh, my middle two were two and three. My oldest daughter was. Five or six. Okay. Yeah. And then my youngest wasn't born yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So, because your youngest was born in 2014. 14. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the one, your son, that this kind of all stems from mm-hmm. is your third? He's, yeah, he's my third. Okay. He's my third. Yeah. And that was back in Ohio. Yeah. Okay. When, um, yeah, when he was an infant, he had crazy sensitive skin and it was to the point where... I thought it was diaper rash for the longest time. It would like crack and bleed and it was, it was terrible. And, um, you know, I took him to the doctor and they, you know, labeled it generically as eczema and said, you know, do this and that and take the steroid cream. And I just didn't really, I just didn't really want to do any of that. I mean, I knew enough about healthcare from being in it to know that things weren't always addressed as they should be, unfortunately. And, um, I just, you know, I went to the library, I watched YouTube videos, and that was kind of about the time when people really started to pay attention to what was in products. And um, I had a conversation with a pharmacist who told me about how his grandmother made goat's milk soap. And um, I thought... I heard you say somewhere else that pharmacist was in Ohio. Though, right? Yeah, so yeah, he was somebody in Somebody who's had a relationship with that from back then? Um, yeah, it was in, um, it was a pharmacy in Bath, Ohio. Okay, so I'm assuming you're already living here, right? Uh, no, that was, yeah, I guess I, I skipped over that. That was back in Ohio when I was still living there. So, like, I actually, like, learned about the cell-making process and everything, like, way back when I was in Ohio. So okay. I, kind of, I kind of carried this with me, like, everywhere I went. Okay, and when I moved to South Carolina, I knew that I didn't want to go back to nursing, and I knew that I, you know, I really wanted to, to make a go of doing this. Okay, cool. So, yeah. So how do you give it a go? What does that look like? Yeah, that's I, I had absolutely no idea. You know, you fill out the little the little forms to make a business on the, the South Carolina website <laughs> and you're like, What do I do now? Yeah. Um, it was pretty much just like going anywhere that would give up me the time of day, you know, any like little market, any store, any any anything. So back up just oh sorry. Yeah, no, please. Back up just a little bit from there. Like you have this idea. Mm-hmm. What are you doing first? Do you put a business plan together? Do you go no. buy stuff to try to make soap? How, where are you uh, starting? Yeah, so we no business plan. That was like I didn't, <laughs> didn't even know what that was. Um, it was like it was pure survival really. So what I what we did was we there's you know, there's there's soap websites where you can just like go kind of like look up ingredients and put a recipe together. So really like that's that's what we did. That's where we started. 
we um, we didn't have a lot of money to buy a lot, so we thought, okay, this recipe needs to be really <laughs> simple because we cannot be buying a lot of stuff. So um, we picked at the time it was it was four oils. It was a little bit different than it is now, and um, and we played around with like the percentages. You can go online and find like an oil and lye calculator to kind of like perfect your recipe. So that's you know that's what we did. And we played around with scents and colors, and um, when you say we, you and, and, and my boyfriend at the time. Did yeah. he have any background in business, or what did he do? He he does yeah. actually have a have a, a background in business. He has um, he's a certified financial planner, and he's also he has his MBA from the Citadel. So he he does have a background in business. I didn't. I definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you had the passion for what you were doing. And definitely. So definitely. That's awesome. And. You know, we we came up with um, with a few different you know scents that we thought like people would like, and we also toyed around with making some other things like sugar scrubs and salt scrubs. Um, didn't get into bath bombs or anything like that, like like we have now. But um, it just it turned out. I'm trying to think of how exactly it happened. He was working at a restaurant, um, Burwell's actually downtown. So and, sweet. Yeah. It's our favorite. It's like our favorite restaurant here. And we had uh, Eliza. Really we had really Eliza Limehouse on last week, and it's her favorite restaurant here too. So it's, just they, it's delicious. <clears throat> but he was working there for a little while just to kind of get some extra income. And there was a bartender who was talking to um, uh, Julian Smith, who was the um, founder of the Cooper River Bridge Run. Okay. And he. The bartender was telling Julian all about our our soap, and Julian like took an interest. So he's like, "Oh, like have her, you know, have her reach out." So I I emailed him, and we met at Starbucks, and that's where I learned all about the Charleston City Market. Oh, he he yes. told me about the um, about the day market, and me just being so naive, I just I just called like, "Hey, you know, like what's the deal?" And they're like, "No, that is not how we work. Like you you cannot just come to the to the market." So the, the, the way that it works is you have to you have to apply for the the night market. So that's what I did. So wait, explain the day. I, I heard you talk about this one of the days, <laughs> and I have a lot of questions because you yeah. think it would just be calling and renting space there. Like yeah. It, so it's not. No, it's definitely. So not. what is the night market? What is the day market? Because like I live here, but I don't I don't right. differentiate. So the the day market is. Um, it's definitely its its own world. Each like each outdoor spot has a permanent, and by permanent I mean somebody who like has leased the space for a very long time. A, a lot of them have been leased for like twenty and thirty years by the same people. Okay. Oh, wow. So if those vendors don't show up or they don't want to come that day, then there's there's a list of like eighty temporary vendors who come to. Um, what's basically like a roll call in the morning. The market manager will walk down and count all the open empty tables and then he'll go back or she'll go back to a roll call and you just go down the list one to whatever until all the spaces are filled. Wow. And those people are pulled from the morning night market. Yeah, morning of. So, so you're sitting waiting for a call with like Yeah, you pack yeah. all your stuff just like you're gonna work and you might very well go home. You and know? Wow. It takes a lot of grit to do that. For sure. And so yeah. the night market, like what are the hours and days of that? Is that every um, night? It's it's six thirty to ten thirty, uh, Friday and Saturday. And okay. then on 
in the summer, sometimes they'll do Thursdays, and then um, it's Sundays, like on holiday weekends, like July 4th and Labor Day and stuff like that. Okay, cool. Um, mm-hmm. So how long do you have to do the night market and wait and see things before you get like your spot? Um, I, it's different for every single person. Um, the way that it happened for me was um, I started doing the night market in April, and then later that year, towards the end of the year, they notified everybody with a letter that they were going to hold a jury in January. So you would like jury to possibly get onto the temporary list to go in the day market. So um, in January, it was freezing cold. I remember like leaving all my kids in the car and being like, don't move, don't get out of the car. <laughs> like, just sit here, please be good while I go set up. Um, so we, you know, we set up and then you have to leave. You don't really know like who's jurying wow. or like looking at your stuff. And I remember I borrowed my, I borrowed a few, um, a few decorative things from my friend Jennifer, who owns the store to Cumberland, just to kind of like oh. spruce up my space because I couldn't, <laughs> like, I just didn't have any money. Yeah. So she's like, here, like you can use this and this, and that was really awesome because it made the space look so much better. But um, so after, it was like three months later. It was St. Patrick's Day. The list, the new temporary list came out. And we were uh, number, I think it was 23 or 24. And that was like winning the lottery because that pretty much meant that I could go almost every day and get in. Wow. So it was just like, it was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I, and I was, I was like eight months pregnant and I was at that market. We were at that market nonstop. I mean, we just... So, like, how much how much soap can you sell in a day at that market? Like, what what, is, what does that look... I'm just trying to... Because I walk by some of the stands in there, and I'm uh-huh. like, who's buying this stuff? And then I walk by others, and it, like, makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but I can see where the soaps would, would would do really well, but how well is really well? I mean, when we, when we first started going, if, you know, if we made, like, $300, I mean, we were, like, just thrilled. You know, I mean, so if we sold like 20 or 30 bars plus a few, you know, a few extra s- scrubs and things like that, like that was like, yeah, I mean, that was it. Like we could survive, you know, it was so, yeah. What do you sell there now? Um, now we can sell, oh my gosh, I mean, on, on a busy Saturday, it's thousands. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And then, so when, when did you turn to Etsy and start doing that? Um, about the same time I started started um, just the business in general. How fast did that pick up? Not fast at all. It was it was a snail's pace. I mean, at least in my mind, it was. <laughs> we, you know, we if we if we had like a few orders a week, I mean, that was you know that's really all that came in until we got to the city market. And I was like, okay, we need to be putting something in this bag so people know that they can go home and find us online. Yep. So, and now, you know, now today we do, you know, over half a million dollars a year just in e-commerce. That's incredible. Yeah. So we finally built our own, our own website, which has been a huge help. So we sell on um, Etsy still, uh, Amazon handmade and, um, and our own website. So what were the limitations of Etsy and Amazon that made you find that doing it on your own website was a big help? Um, I just think it's, it just allowed us to present more of like our brand and our story. You know, on Etsy, you kind of just have a page. Yep. 
and Amazon handmade is, you know, it's even worse. You have to give it like <laughs> yeah. a paragraph, a few sentences. Um, and with, you know, with the website, you can really like present who, you know, who you are. And we also found that a lot of customers didn't understand Etsy. Yeah. So, you know, they were, um, they would, they would email us and say like, well, don't you have your own website? Like, I don't really understand like what to do on Etsy. And if you click in the wrong place, then it can go totally to someone else's soap. And we've had people buy other products thinking that they were ours. Yes. Um, I've so done that. You know, it's confusing. <laughs> it, it can be confusing to, to certain customers. So we just, we knew that we needed to, um, to make something that was just ours. So take me to then having multiple stores, multiple fronts, mm-hmm. lots of employees. How, what yeah. does all that look like? Well, so after after we got into the city market and after I um, real quick, so that's February two thousand thirteen. That was uh, that was March two thousand oh, March sorry. fourteen. Fourteen. When we okay. got into the daytime market. Perfect. Okay. So we, um, I mean, we were just there every day. We would we we just we never missed a day. Where are the kids? Uh, the kids were often with me. Wow. Um, they were either like right behind me, so I would like, you know, be like sell myself and then I'd turn around and be like, be quiet. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. Like just sit there, please. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, like sometimes they were with me, sometimes they were with Mike. Um, you know, when they got old enough to go to school, thank goodness, they were in school. But um and then right after I had my daughter, I she, you know, she was like with me in the sling and we were sweating it out together. Wow. <laughs> I just, I just came across this picture on my phone the other day of her, like as a, as a newborn and she's just like in the sling and we're at the market and oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was not fun. It, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. As a working mom, I, I know. But, but, you know, but it was, it was, it was what we had to do. So we yeah. did it, you know, and then it was, it was around Memorial weekend where, we were like, okay, I think we need we need somebody to help us work the market. So I put an ad on Craigslist, and that was the only way I knew to hire people, and it was free at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and that's when I met Celia, and Celia's still, you know, she's still with us today, and she's now our, um, she's our VP of production, and she runs our entire warehouse. So lucky. Yeah. I mean, to meet, yeah. to have the first person you hire in a business be somebody that, like, you can trust in that sort of way and has the skills for that is yeah. pretty rare. So. She, I mean, she was, she was great. Like she walked up and she was maybe 20, 21. And she's like, I mean, I've never had a real job before. And I'm like, that's cool. Whatever. I love that. <laughs> that's yes. your best shot. honestly. Forever, I know. So. I know. It really, I was like, you don't have any bad habits. Like, <laughs> yes. And, you know, or you haven't been ruined by life yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, um, so then it turned out she, like, she was kind of torn between living here and living in Philly. So, you know, she kind of went back and forth for a while. But then um, I, I ended up meeting her sister also. And um, her, her sister lived here and had just gotten married and was kind of looking, you know, looking for something new. So um, we, you know, we talked and she's like, you know, I, Celia really likes working here. I would, you know, I'd love to, like, work if you need any help. And I was like, well, like, no, I really don't, I really don't need anything like right now. And I also really can't pay a whole lot. And she was basically like, well, whatever, like I'll still help. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and she's our, um, so she's, you know, she's 
my best friend and our um, she's like the the right arm of the business, and she's our she's our VP of operations. So it's like a big family over there. Yeah, pretty awesome. much. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's cool. I love that. So, so you so how many employees do you have now? Uh, now we have about twenty three. Okay, mm-hmm. that's awesome. And so. Yeah. How, how do you find people now when it's not Craigslist ads? Um, <laughs> honestly, we still use Craigslist sometimes. It's, you know, you can only run so many ads on Indeed, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so sometimes it's just, just good to mix it up a little bit. Um, now, you know, we it's really just all about vibes and just, you know, attitude. I mean, you, you can't teach somebody to have a good attitude. Yep. And you can't teach somebody to take, uh, you know, um, constructive criticism and things you can't teach those skills anything else you can teach yeah you know so that's really what we look for um, but anything else where I mean that's that's basically the criteria yeah. <laughs> so good starting so, but can we just um, yeah so where are you making I read somewhere that I know mm-hmm. that you were making it out of your garage yeah and that's I started, I started in my kitchen, and then we moved to a house with a one-car garage, and then we moved to a house with a two-car garage. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have a production space in West Ashley. That's fantastic. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of tucked away. It's in a great business park, but we have, um, we have 6,500 square feet. We do, um, we make all of our products, so our whole production team is there. It's where we, um, we fulfill all of our wholesale orders, so our, our wholesale manager works out of there. And so then um, we have uh, somebody awesome that we just promoted to e- our e-commerce manager. So she and she fulfills all of the um, our retail orders, like our online orders, out of there. And then um, Kelly and myself work out of there. And then um, our we have a, an art director for our retail stores, and she kind of like does displays and things like that. So um, if you ever see, you know cool stuff in our windows that's her and that's uh and she she works out of there too so most of us work out of the uh the warehouse right? so yeah what does your day-to-day look like now you know you kind of from working the market all day every yeah. day to now now what does it look like um it's it's different every single day i mean and it's there's a lot more freedom i mean now you know i work I, and I was, I was listening to your, your podcast with Anthony and he was saying like, you know, he works on the business instead of in the business. And that's, it's really like, that's really how it is for me too. Um, a lot of it now is, is just planning and planning for the future. You know, we we're planning on, you know, building another website soon. Now that we kind of learned all of our mistakes with the last one, now we're planning for the next one. And so my day to day is different. Yeah, I get to do cool stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I can I have the freedom to, you know, pick my kids up from school or take them to school or, you know, just show up at school when they yeah. have certain you know, certain events and things. Like that was never an option before. Yeah. And um, so it's it's different day to day, but usually I'm I'm at the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Are the pictures of the soap that are on your your website taken at the warehouse are there um i think so the the ones with the white background yep yeah those are those are taken at the warehouse so it looks so i mean it's it seems so glamorous <laughs> i i wrote down actually like all of your photos look like a pinterest board everything is beautiful but obviously it's not mm-hmm. that glamorous and it, they're you know long days and nights and you're starting in your kitchen and then your garage mm-hmm. where do you make the jump from 
your two car garage um, to buying a space. And did you, did you rent the space? We do. We and do then, rent the space. So yeah. making that leap into. We need a bigger one soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had a smaller one before that in um, in Johns Island, and it was it was um, it was very much like a two car garage, just with taller ceilings. <laughs> so that was that was pretty. Um, that was a big leap at the time, going from my garage to a space on Johns Island, and it, it was just it just had these like single like single bay units, basically like a storage unit. And then by the time we left there, we had I think four. Wow. So we knew, like, just continuing to rent bays wasn't going to make sense. <laughs> we needed an actual you know an actual space. So it just um I think right I think for me it's just always gut. Yep. You know, I just, I'm just like, it's now's the time. This is what we're going to do. And everyone's like, okay. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's always worked out. Yeah, it seems so. <laughs> so in the beginning, the motivation is survival, right? And Definitely. then it's, you know, thriving. What? So where do you want to go from here? And what continues to motivate you as you go forward? Um, what continues to what continues to motivate me is just um, is just to see how this the business has has grown. It's really kind of become this this entity like all on its own, and to see all of the people every day who just put their heart and soul into this and who de- dedicate their time away from their families to to work in this business and to grow it. I mean, it's it's really phenomenal to see and you know when we when we first started we only had a few wholesale accounts and now we have um over 550 it might even be closer to 600 now and just to see you know to hear people just say like how much they enjoy our products and how much their customers enjoy our products and it's just it's um it's really easy to stay motivated honestly because we we do really have such a great uh such a great product and we, we get great feedback all the time so yeah you guys are probably like a pretty prime acquisition target have you guys been approached by your bigger companies um we've been we've been approached by um some some investors not like seriously i think we're we're just a little under their their revenue targets but i think in the next couple of years we'll probably see a lot more of that i i'm thinking um, I don't think yeah. I have any interest in selling or taking on any investors. Like we don't have any debt. We don't, um, you know, I'm the sole owner and I really, one thing that I really like is that, um, you know, I, I don't have to answer to anybody. If I really have a strong gut feeling, like that's just what we do. And I can't imagine having to like, run things by somebody else. I just think that would suck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, but you never know. I don't know. So who comes up with the different fragrances that you use, or, you know, scents that you use in the soaps and the different products that you guys have put out? Um, now we, now we do it collaboratively. I mean, before it was just kind of me and Mike being like, all right, we like this scent and this, you know, this this name we think is cool. But um, like right now, we we just got all of our packaging to release um, for all of the uh, the seasonal scents that we're going to release. And with all of those, it was 
it was collaborative. I mean, we, you know, we ordered and tried out a bunch of fragrance samples and we kind of narrowed down the ones that we loved the best. And then we started to test them in products because not every fragrance holds up in every product kind of thing. Yeah. So it's just, um, that's really how we, how we go about it. So what does that look like? You decide that you want to roll out some new products. Do you like have, have a meeting, you know, on a, on a weekend, uh, set a day aside, mm-hmm. set a week aside, and you guys all come together and are testing? Um, I think it's, it's no, it's not that organized. It's okay. more like, gosh, we really need to come up with some seasonal <laughs> sense. And then it's like, okay, like, let's just go on the website and like order some fragrances and try it out. <laughs> and then, you know, it's, it more looks like that. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, are those fragrances here yet? And then we smell them and then, and then we pass them off to Celia and we're like, who's our warehouse manager. And we're like, all right, we, we need to like try this in, in soap first because soap is always the, uh, the biggest biggest one where it's it could go either way if it doesn't work in soap then we can't use it in any of our products okay so um so she'll test it in soap she'll you know she'll do a batch she'll cut it and then um we all smell it and see if we like the result (laughs) we'll let it sit for a little bit and see you know make sure it still smells like a week later so pass it out to family and friends and ask them what they think and then um it's like okay, now I really hope we have money to print the packaging. (laughs) And then, you know, what, like what colors? So it's, you know, it's not really like this meticulously planned thing. It's more like, um, all right, let's just do this and and get it done and see how it goes. Yeah. No, that's great. (laughs) So when, I'm sure, so do you worry about how that scales eventually? Like, I mean, I guess my question is like, so I mean, at some point, um, it just depends on how big you want to get, right? Right. You want to get to, right? So like, um, you know, what, what are some of the things that, what are some of the headwinds you've run into or struggles at this point in the business that like, you know, you've had to feel your way through or maybe had to learn from pain as opposed to from experience? Oh, it's, I would say daily, daily, there's something. Um, but one of the biggest things that comes to mind is, um, when, when we had our soap packaging design, we, we couldn't afford to print it for two years. I mean, we, we were sitting on this awesome, this awesome design that we knew would elevate our brand. But then when you get a packaging quote and it's, you know, 20 some thousand dollars to print, you're like, yeah, that's not happening. Um, so then it, it just so happens. I mean, we got crazy lucky again. Um, Cam, who, uh, who works for us, her mom is a box rep at a company in Virginia. And she's like, I mean, I can talk to my mom. So <laughs> I was like, sweet, let's talk to your mom. So, um, and Lynn, she's awesome. And she's, you know, she helped us navigate through through the boxes and help, helped us figure out like what we could afford to, to print that would still look nice and represent our brand well. And um, that was like, you know, the stars just aligned on that one. And then when we when we actually did get the packaging printed, we were super excited, but we were also really nervous. Um, a couple of our retailers were like, "Oh, you know, we don't think that this is gonna, you know, we might have to like find new soap, and like it totally takes away from like the the homemadeness of the brand." And we were like, "Well, like we're not homemade, you know." So, yeah. um, but then once you know, 
we were like, you know, if you just just try it, like we're getting really good feedback from our customers. If you if you just try it, like we think you're gonna love it, and um, and they did. They were like, oh my gosh, our customers love it like even more now. So we were like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I'm shocked that those buyers don't know their own customers. But I'm, I'm really not. It happens, it, it, of course. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, everybody just has a fear of change, you know, and that's really I think what it comes down to. I mean, we had that fear too, but we just had to do it because we knew it was the right thing to do. Yeah. So. So you live in Charleston now. What are your favorite places here? Where do you go? Where would we find you? What do you love? Who do you want to shout out? Oh gosh, that's a that's a great question. Um, I so we were just talking about this the other day at date night. Like Mike loves all the fancy places, and I'm like, can we just go to like Chili's? But. Um, <laughs> No, I really love, uh, I love kicking chicken. That's like my favorite, the, the buffalo, the buffalo chicken sandwich. Oh my gosh, I could eat that every day. <laughs> um, we tried, um, oh my gosh, what the heck is it called? Um, East Bay Beer Garden, is that what it's called? Yeah, maybe, I don't know. I've been yeah, there. it's, um, oh, Bay Street, Bay, Bay Street Beer Garden. Yep. Yeah, that was, um, that was really great. Yeah, that, that was our last date night. Um, Where are the fancy places that he likes? He oh, he loves halls. I mean, we both love halls. It's just an it's just an effort to like yeah. get dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's if I can wear my sweatpants, that's like it's a win. that's yeah. where I want to be. Um, but uh, you know, honestly, if I if I'm not at work, I mean, I'm usually at home, so I I normally don't I I don't go I don't. I don't really go out. I'm not, I'm a homebody basically. <laughs> so I mean, but when you go from food stamps to yeah. you know running this big business, what are some of the things that you found yourself treating yourself to? What What are some things that you've enjoyed about it? Um. Oh gosh, yeah, I haven't thought about that in a while. I mean, when you're you know when you're on food stamps, it's just such a. It's it's on one hand it's really awesome because you can go into the grocery store and you can actually get food. Um, but on the other hand, it's just so like embarrassing to, you know, hand that card over. Like I forget you like swipe it. I forget exactly what it was, but you know, it's just, it's when, when that goes away, it just, you don't even matter. Like it doesn't even matter what you can eat. It's like, I don't need this anymore. Like, thank goodness. Um, but you know, now it's it, it is pretty surreal to be able to do things like go to halls and live downtown and you know have twenty three employees and be able to go to Cleveland for eight weeks and know that the business is going to run. I mean, it's it really is um, it really is crazy. I'm so grateful. Cool. <laughs> so you're you mentioned real quick. Do we have a few more minutes? Or no? Yeah. So we um, you mentioned that you went to Cleveland to see your daughter. Mm -hmm. You mentioned, I think, volleyball. Yeah. Um, so what's going What's going on in their lives, just quickly? Um, so my uh, my oldest daughter, she goes to um, Independence High School in Independence, Ohio, and she is uh, number 12 on the uh, volleyball team, and she's um, she also plays club volleyball. So, and she's uh, she just made their um, their national team in Cleveland, so she's going to be wow. at, at her club. Club volleyball is like a very new world for me, and I don't, I probably don't even explain it correctly. But she'll be, you know, she'll be traveling all over the place, going to, uh, going to games. She's almost as tall as me. It's, it's, it's crazy. That's I mean, she's, cool. she's definitely an athlete. Um, 
my older or my middle daughter Molly. She just got into uh, school of the arts. She just started middle Congrats. school. Yeah, so she's um, she's super excited about that. And uh, my son Jack, he is in fifth grade at First Baptist. Okay. Um, my I call him my stepson. Oh, I'm not married to his dad, but um, he is in sixth grade at uh, Charleston Math and Science. Wow. And he's doing karate, and um, then my daughter, my youngest daughter Charlotte, she just started kindergarten at First Baptist. Aww. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So you're busy. Yeah. Everyone's in school. Oh my. Well, my my youngest, she she got a fever last night, and so now she's home today. And I'm just like, dang it. So we're only in week two of school. Uh, <laughs> everyone's getting sick. I heard already. Stomach viruses yeah, are going around. I know. It's crazy. But so so yeah. Everyone's you know everyone's healthy and doing well. Yeah. It's cool to hear you, you know, you have such a great success story. And then, you know, people don't realize, and even me having children, people are like, you know, you're, you're, you're always busy Mm -hmm. and you don't realize how not necessarily stressful, but difficult it is to kind of keep everything together. And I heard you say somewhere that, you know, it's not really work-life balance because you're always working and, you know, taking, being a mom. Yeah. And so what is that when, your daughter gets a fever and you can't go into work, right? You're just home because um, you have that freedom now. It's so, um, Mike, um, he, my boyfriend, he actually, he usually will stay home and he's, he's awesome. He like, he works from home. He's a, he's a financial advisor. So he can take on a lot of, a lot of that, you know, responsibility. So I can, I can still like my job more so requires me physically leaving the house. Yep. So, um, incredible yeah so we just it's it's a little it's teamwork but he's he's awesome is she feeling better uh i think so i think so <laughs> when she asks for chocolate we'll know that she's 100 <laughs> percent. so is there anything new that coming up with the business that should people should know about or should look for new products anything that we should be telling people to check out um we are going to be releasing our first seasonal scents ever we have seasonal scents lined up all the way through summer which is incredible for us because we've never we've never done that before so we'll be releasing two fall scents um this weekend actually can you give us any insider uh (laughs) yeah one is um one is um a little bit fruity and then the other one is um it's uh, it's more of like a, a spicy, like typical scent that you would you would associate with fall. Fantastic. So, and if any of them do really well, we would, um, would you know maybe maybe keep them around for a few. That's awesome. <laughs> I love the body butter. Thank you. Thank you. That's our number one selling. Product. Oh, it's, it's incredible. incredible. Yeah, I use it on the kids. I just I love it so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I lathered myself up with uh, Coastal Calm before I got here. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks it was a pleasure to get to know you, April, and uh, we wish you all the best with your with your business. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank, thank you so much. It.